Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best Thoughts. I'm Will Johns. And I'm Rick Johns. And today for our bonus episode, we have a good friend of ours, one incredible Spartan racer, trainer, founder, all-around good guy, Darnell Allen is with us. Darnell, we are so glad to have you on this show. I love it. I'm really excited to be in the presence of the Johns brothers. We're going to start a new trend. We're going to start calling you guys J Squared. J Squared. Uh-oh. He's already coming with the nicknames, just, just like a personal trainer would. So Darnell is a certified personal trainer. He's a founder and owner of Now Fitness and Conditioning Incorporated. I met him a number of years ago, and I credit him with getting me into fitness even before he was a fitness trainer and introduced me to P90X. And then from there, it was Spartan Racing. And then I got Will into Spartan Racing. So Darnell, like ripples in the lake, your influence continues around the world. I love it. I love it. That's uh, <laughs> that's my purpose. So Darnell, I, I want to ask you right off the bat, fitness is definitely your thing and physical fitness. Tell us, you know, why are you so passionate about physical fitness? Well, you know, Will, great question. Two-part answer. One, share a little backstory. Most don't know that growing up, my dad had muscular dystrophy. So he had muscular dystrophy, Lou Gehrig's disease, and um, ALS. Mm. So if you're familiar with any of those, they are muscle diseases. And I can get into the details about you know, the neurons and they're no longer you know nutrients going to the muscles. But the whole point of it is your muscles deteriorate. So in my whole life, as you two are fathers, your children had the ability to play catch with their dad to go bike riding with your dad, to you know, run and do those different things. I never had that ability. My dad was used a cane, then he was in a wheelchair, lost his ability to speak. So wow. I, watched, I watched a person lose their ability to have their muscles. Um, mm. We kind of use the term with my brothers and I that you're basically mummified. His mind is sharp, your interior, all of that is there, but you're trapped within a body. Mm. That had a fundamental effect upon me where I realized that as long as I was able to jump and play and run, why would I not? Yeah. Wow. So that, so that's yeah. A. Yeah. B is part of just who I am and my values and what I appreciate and just, you know, my being. I love outdoors. I love being active. I love interaction. So what drew me into fitness was taking that piece that I was passionate about and being able to translate it. I realized that that is an ability or a gift that I was given when it comes to fitness, to be able to take that and relay that to folks in a way where they can then utilize their physicality and explore and expound and grow. That's why my heart was just jumping when Rick was talking about that, you know, I forgot about P90X, completely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> I, I remembered about the Spartan racing, but I forgot about that. So that, that, that would be the second piece, having to be able to take that aspect, be able to put that into a language that people can understand, light that fire and, and get them going. So Darnell, why should we exercise? Why should we take care of our body? Why should we get in shape? And what, what would you say to someone from your perspective and all your study on that stuff to motivate them or inspire them? That is a great question, Rick. To be honest with you, my approach is very individual. Again, like as I meet a potential new client, I have a three-step onboarding program where we actually talk and I peel back the layers of what's important to them. I have not met two people who are the same. Mm. I don't have not met two people whose goals are the same. 
Mm. So I don't train any two people the same because of that. But I will answer your question this way. I would say to strive for discipline and not motivation. You can go on Instagram, you can go on Facebook, you can go anywhere now and see all these quick little reels or quick things on motivational, all trying to get you excited and going. The key is this. Discipline is the internal focus of control versus motivation, which is the external focus of control. Uh, uh, yes. So what, what I would say is most people need more discipline yeah. in that aspect. They don't need more motivation. Yeah, that's right. I, I agree with you completely. So just to humor us, if you were to train Will versus training me, what might the differences uh, be in your training there? Would, would okay. Will's training involve some ice cream and, and mine would be like more pull-ups or something? You know, I like that. I like the fact <laughs> you brought that up. So seeing both of you, you both uh, on, the, on the fitness podcast, you both talked a little bit about like when Will was sharing, hey, he, he like, used to run, he played golf. Those are some of the things he got into. He likes outdoors. So I assume that just picking through that, I bet he would enjoy a good hike, you know, maybe some trail running, things of that nature. But where he felt out of his element was weight, weight training, resistance training. So on yourself, you, when I met you, you were always a runner, mm-hmm. but you had no muscle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at a, at a green, big highlighter right now. And that was you. I mean, <laughs> you, were like, you were just, you know, no muscle, no definition. And it was wonderful to see your body transform to where you realize, oh, wow, I can have muscle, but I can also run, be fast. I can climb, I can jump, I can do these different things. So the training for knowing the areas that your likes and more, you're more drawn to, then I would build off of that aspect. So, so for Will, I would probably have some things that maybe have some more interval and may have some tread work, some incline work there, put him on the rower and then have him cycle into maybe some weight training moves uh, that may be dumbbell moves, some barbell movements, and then come back to. So what I'm doing there is I'm going to some of the elements that he is not as his tendency or comfort may not be as high, and then bringing back to some of the things that he's more comfortable with. And that way I can keep him focused. So for Rick, what I would do for you is you like to be challenged. So for you, I would use strength training and movements that would challenge your perception of yourself. You know the areas that you're strong in. I would go through, evaluate, see the areas that you have opportunities in, and I would challenge you in those areas. Does that make sense? I I love what you were saying there, Darnell, and it sparked a thought in my mind. What I was thinking as you were talking, it reminded me of when I first started training for Spartan races. And at first I didn't know if I could even finish a Spartan sprint. And and then I did that and kind of got hooked on the whole Spartan idea. And then Rick and I started training for the Super Spartan and we pushed ourselves and eventually ended up running 12 miles in one shot. And before I did that, I would have never believed that I could do that. And so when I finally did it, it changed my self-concept of what I was capable of. And so I'm just curious, like, how do you work with people to get them past those mental blocks And have you seen people that once they do, it opens up like a whole new horizon for them? Will, you were spot on. Um, I loved it as you laid that out. Here's Here's a simple piece to hold on to it, or I find it simple. Life is lived in forward, but it's only understood in reverse. Mm. That's what Mm. you just said. Mm. So when you were doing that in the beginning, 
you were like, oh, wow, I'm just trying to run a Spartan sprint, which for those who don't know, Spartan sprint is typically three to five miles. Super Spartan is typically eight to nine miles and a Spartan beast is a half marathon. Okay, so when you look at that aspect, you were like, I'm just gonna start off with sprint. I think I can make the three to five. But as you apply discipline, ah, as you applied frequency and you immersed yourself in the training and the activity, you started moving forward. Now, myself as a trainer, I'm a, I take copious notes. So I take notes with every section. I dictate and take notes almost like a regular you know, physician would do. Uh, what weights were used? Um, what reps were used? What combinations? How they felt? All that kind of information. So I'm doing that and I'm watching, okay, I'm watching how Rick is going. I'm watching how Will is developing. He started off using three pound dumbbells to do his lateral raises. Now he's moving to, now he's moving to five pounds. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to push him to the next week to get him to eight. And then when I get to 10, I change the rep count. So let's say he was doing 10 reps through all that. Now we'll take him to 15 and 20 reps. And we'll go, once we get him to 20 reps, right after he does the shoulder raises, the shoulder, those shoulder flies, he goes right down to push-ups. So now we put him in a superset aspect and I'm, I push complementary mm. muscles. Then I go back and show you, hey, remember on this date, April 3rd, you started, you were using threes. No way. No, nope, look right here in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, I was doing 10 reps with threes. That sets the whole aspect because it allows you to then understand in reverse, but in the process, you were living life forward. Wow. I I, I love that, Darnell. And as you're explaining the technical aspects there, what's hitting me is that we all can benefit from someone who's a professional. Well, now you have the aspect of, you know, what just because we have technology, you'll have, and also the mentality, also that Western mentality of doing everything on your own, that you'll have those like, oh, well, I'll just buy a video. And they've taken out the connection, mm-hmm. the physical connection you get from that one-on-one, you have that, that master, you have that person, that uh, mentor who has the knowledge, who will share that with you. And then they impart that and they walk you through the speed of life because the speed for Will is going to be different than the speed for Rick. Yeah. So a true master or a true instructor is going to figure that out. And they would do that and they'd walk you through that. In other times in history, that was done with guilds. If you look at yeah. all the great artists, all the great sculpture, Leonardo, Every single one of them were in a guild. Mm, that's good. And point. another word for guild is mentor. Is church. Uh, I, I, oh, I, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, I was I, hoping I, you'd go to church, but nah, well, I grew up in the Midwest. So in the Midwest, you have a lot of blue collar workers, and a lot of them would go to. You would have a master carpenter. You've heard yeah. this term, master yep. mechanic. You had a master plumber. So you would go and you would become an apprentice. Well, every single one of those whether it be Leonardo, whether it be every single one of those folks were an apprentice in some type of guild. And that's where they learned and started their trade. So Darnell, I noticed that your motto is change over comfort, change over comfort. Talk to us about what that means to you. Why'd you pick that? And how does that, how does that come through in your training? Uh, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. That is my training philosophy and every trainer, Uh, should have a philosophy. Every trainer has a philosophy. I would dare say that they don't. Every trainer should. Change over comfort came and what it means is this. And this goes to until our desire for change outweighs our need to remain comfortable, we'll always remain the same. 
okay. that goes yeah. to education. You can say, oh, I've got a, I finished high school. I graduated, but I want to learn X, Y, and Z. You go to college. College is not comfortable. We all were there doing those tests, coming up late, doing these different things, writing papers. You get out of that comfort zone. That is when you, and, but you made that decision to change. Yeah. Because you're like, I want to accomplish X. I want to be this. I want to become that. And you go down that process. The same for Olympic level athletes. They might have ran track when they were in high school. But to make the Olympic team, that's getting outside of your comfort zone. And you have to make that decision. You're like, I want to be in the Olympics. I am going to be there. So their desire for change outweighed their need to remain comfortable. They got up and they ran sprints on the track in the rain. They got out of that comfort zone. So I find that the change over comfort philosophy is the key to any successful action in life. Yeah. You, you, both, you both are parents. I would dare say that you were way out of your comfort zone when that first child came, your first mm-hmm. child came into the world. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, but your desire to have a family outweighed your fear right. of, will I be a, an adequate dad? Will I be this? Will I be that? All three of us are husbands. I yeah. know I didn't, wasn't the only one that went through this. When you're like, oh my God, I'm about to marry somebody. Am I going to be able to take care of? I'd be able to support yeah. but that desire for change, in this case, with the desire for connection, outweighed my need to be like, well, I could be a bachelor, I can just eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think what happens too is we dive into certain things and just kind of commit to the change, almost like jumping off a cliff into the water where once you jump, it's too late. So, you know, when that baby's born, for instance, it's like, Oh my goodness, what did I do? But it's too late at that yeah. point. <laughs> you can't put it back in. <laughs> but that's no, also why that's also why I use the term desire. Yeah. Because desire is different than want. Want comes mm. from the root of that comes from loss, not having enough. It comes mm. from the scarcity mindset. But desire comes from the aspect of abundance mindset. Mm. So you desire to have a child. You yeah. desire to have a family. So when yo, that firstborn was there and came out, yeah, you felt anxiety, all that emotion, but you still had the desire up front that overweighed all that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. That's profound. Darnell, I know input is an important concept for you in your training, as well as you personally, the things that people input, whether physically or mentally speak to me, you and I have had these conversations and I just love some of the things you've shared with me. What is the word input and how important is what we're inputting into our lives in your mind? Oh, wow. Um, that's key. What's coming into your mind on a, on a daily basis is it's paramount. It's absolutely paramount. I mean, uh, even like worry. I mean, worry is only when we meditate on the negative narratives. Mm-hmm. That's the definition mm-hmm. of worry. Mm-hmm. You're meditating on a negative narrative. Yep. Wow. But you think about what you put into your mind. Like when I drive, I listen to most of the time I'm listening to you guys is when I'm driving. So when I'm driving now, I listen to podcasts or I read a book. I'm like addicted to Audible. I read a book. So I listen to a book and, and I take information in and I'm very deliberate about it. One thing that happened, I think it might have affected you guys, kind of affected me. 2020 was a very <laughs> yeah. interesting yep. year. And, um, Wait, what happened 2020? Remind me. Yeah, we, we had <laughs> we, uh, 2020, we had this this um, this little impact, this meteor hit. COVID <laughs> went around the world and just acted a plum fool. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so um, it just shut down everything. Yeah. But in that process, across this planet, the media and what was being shared and, and the narratives that were coming, bombarding on a constant basis, it drove the fear. It drove so many different things. You have those, I don't know, folks who can't live without their news. I mean, they have C-SPAN, CNN, Fox, whatever it is. They turn that on when they wake up mm-hmm. and they watch it before they, when they go to sleep at the evening watching it. That has its place, but that's also showing to be detrimental to the emotional and mental fitness that a person needs in order to be healthy. Yeah, I agree. Yes. And that which we take into us becomes us. I say this all the time with my clients about food. And they're like, oh, what do you think about, everybody knows me as Coach B. Well, Coach, you know, I was just eating this. And what do you think about eating that? And I'm always like, well, you can eat whatever you want. Just understand what you eat becomes you. Yeah. And you watch their face change because many times we try to separate ourselves from that. Well, you know, I just eating a little bit of, well, turn the package over. Let's read the words together. And so you start reading it. Oh, well, you know, but that's an interesting product. So that's in your bread. <laughs> so you're like, you know what that product is? Well, let's grab your phone. You Google it. Oh, that's the same stuff that they put in Fix-A-Flat. Why do they put the same stuff that's in Fix-A-Flat? Why is that in your bread? Or why is that in your cereal? Is that something you think you want? I mean, if you, I mean, remember, what you eat becomes you. So if you want to have Fix-A-Flat inside you, I would say feel free to eat it. Consequently, they don't bring that point back up again. <laughs> but you may not have a hole in your stomach, at least. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking, I love what you're saying here, Darnell, about input, and I couldn't agree with you more. Just thinking about this modern world we live in where, you know, there's many sources of input, but I'm thinking primarily about input from devices. It seems like half of our life, maybe three quarters of our life is lived on our devices in some form. What would you say to that in regards to input? Uh, I'm going to go right to something you said on one of the podcasts that I literally want to come through the phone and hug you. When you talked about that you renew and you find yourself energized when you're out in nature. Mm, I'm the exact same way. I renew when I'm outside in the earth. I just went Mm. camping this past weekend up on a mountain. I feel the most connected to my creator when I am in the woods or when I'm on a mountain or when I'm hiking. Yeah. One thing I liked about Spartan racing, I never trail ran. I was a track guy. I was a speed guy. I ran 100, 200, 100 meters, 200 meters. Everything was over in seconds. We sat down, got a Gatorade and called it a day. Trail yeah. running didn't even make sense to me. But <laughs> there was a spiritual connection that I could not put my hands on, couldn't put my mind around when I was doing it. Now yeah. I can articulate. I, that's where I was connecting with the earth and I was connecting back to my creator. Yeah. My wife is... A water. There's nothing that makes her more happy than being around the water. Mm. She loves the beach. She loves, like, we go camping. I try to make sure we're somewhere near a river or a lake because then that allows her to have that connection. Mm. Yeah. I'm, so, Will was talking about the aspect of uh, being out in nature. That is exactly for me what I do for that. And each person has that piece. You know, some it's, like I said, going to be near water, some it's uh, animals. I know people who, when they want to just connect, They'll go to the local shelter and they will literally sit in the middle and play with dogs. You have others who, for them to renew, they meditate. And, oh, yeah, I, just, I went to a meditation retreat. What'd you do? Well, I sat in quiet for three days. Now, me, <laughs> I would say, all right, just shoot me in the head and roll me in the water. 
<laughs> but for that person, then like that was exactly what they needed. Yeah. So that's how that's how I would address that. No, I like that. And you know, uh, Darnell, I know you and I were talking uh, a while back about the difference between being a human being and a human doing. And oh. I just love to hear you comment on that because that's something that I think all three of us have really kind of matured into that understanding. But maybe unpack it what it means to you. That hit me hard. So I had never heard that concept before until this year. And I started a, a journey in November. And then early this year, I was introduced to that concept. And it was like, you know, human being versus human doing. Three of us are kind of taught up, raised in a very similar environment where, you know, your education was key. School, get your high school education and go to college, get a degree, you get a job, you take care of yourself, you support your family, you pay your taxes, you vote. You know, you shake people's hands, you smile, you say all the right things, white picket fence. Does that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. But that whole aspect of now, we're not being. We've stopped right. the process of becoming. And we've, dare I say, we've stuck ourselves in this box of doing. And yeah. we wonder why the, the food, the feeling turns to ash in our mouth. We yeah. wonder why we don't like, and you guys spoke on this eloquently about, we don't want to wake up to go to a job. If, uh, I can't be the only person who had a job at one time that, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, eight to five, but really it's nine to six, whatever that may be. And you can't wait to get off work on Friday. You're like, oh, the weekend's here. And then you're enjoying it. Saturday's great. And you wake up on Sunday morning and you have a sense of dread. Yeah. Not because you've been blessed with another 24 hours, but because you only have 24 hours before Monday morning comes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I, that's I, not a problem that is not, it's not limited. That is a broad problem that a lot of people struggle with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think when we lose touch with our authentic self, that being part of us that you were talking about, then even though we might be getting outward accolades and reinforcement and this and this and this, it's still empty. It still feels like I feel hollowed in the doing stuff if I can't connect it to my being, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I think kind of bring this full circle in my own journey, as you were talking, Darnell, I was thinking about how there in my 30s was when I got into exercise and how that really was for me part of the being. That was me saying, you know what? I've been trying to spend all my energy pleasing others. The exercise or the self-care component became a huge shift for me to say, wait, I'm important. I've neglected this inner stuff. I've neglected who I am. And I think for a lot of people, and I'm sure you meet some of them in your training, sometimes the self-care, sometimes the working out, sometimes the coming back to get yourself in shape is the first step towards being, to becoming, because it's that act of, I need to take care of me. I got to do something for myself. And then that can kind of bleed into the rest of your life. You are spot on. Especially, I've noticed for, even for men, it's even something else in reference to the cultural aspect of how we're raised, that that self-care not just doesn't just get put under the rug. It's not even put in the house. I can't tell you how many gentlemen and guys, different ages I talked to, that that's not even something that was even imparted. Yeah. That seed wasn't even planted. Yeah. And we all know, we know you got to put the mask on 
first you get your own oxygen. You are unable on an emotional aspect, on a um, spiritual aspect, and a physical aspect to help somebody else if you have not first put the time in and the focus and effort to empower yourself. Wow, yeah, that's hitting me, you know, very strongly with hearing you say that. And I think for a lot of us, and you know, you're were, you were talking about, you know, men specifically have this self-concept of the, the provider, the breadwinner, I gotta, you know, go into work and I, it doesn't matter if I hate it, I gotta come home with that paycheck and support my family or I am labeled a failure by society. I don't have time for self-care. You know, I gotta, I gotta go get the job done or I'm a failure and I can't handle that. And what you just articulated is a limiting belief. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. I bet you if that same, and I've had to go through this myself, you two may have, you may not, if you haven't, blessings to you. But I've had to aspect of my limiting beliefs, that definition, that conversation that you just articulated of with that individual talking to themselves, they were trapped. And you talked about this being a box trapped in a limiting belief where if they were to actually ask their spouse, ask their wife, she'd be like, honey, no, you're awesome with the children. You provide, we love you. We don't think you're failing. We don't think you're, you don't mm-hmm. think any of that, but you've, you've taken this narrative yeah. and the nefarious aspect of it is the narrative wasn't even one that you designed on your own. The, yeah. the narrative was designed and given to you and talked to you and put in your books and put in your billboards and put all around. So you took on a narrative and a paradigm, and sometimes it's a dogma that is not yours and doesn't serve you. Yeah. Yes. So I see our time is uh, coming to an end here, Darnell. We really appreciate your uh, time with us. Is there anything, if I were to ask you of all the things you've learned in training people and helping them become the best version of themselves, what have you learned about human nature? that you could share with us in encouraging us in this journey? Oh, man, there's so many. A couple quick things that come to mind is like, life is images of the mind expressed. I mean, Mm. the fact that that courage in itself, courage requires uncertainty and risk and emotional exposure. So there's no courage without vulnerability, period. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Vulnerability is not about winning. It's not about losing. It's about having the courage to show up yeah, when you yes. can't control the outcome. Hear wow. me on that. Vulnerability is not about winning. It's not about losing. It's about having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. Wow. <laughs> Many folks want to change their where they are, whether it be physical. Hey, you know, I, folks, I hear this all the time. Oh, I want to lose some pounds. I want to lose some weight. After I spend time peeling back, I don't want to, I don't, I don't train anybody who wants to lose weight. I don't have a single client I work with who's trying to lose weight. Mm. I have clients who are amateur ballroom dancers and they want to be more agile and not run out of steam in a competition. I have clients who are in their sixties and now have grandchildren and want to be able to play and run and kick it with them and not pass out. (laughs) I have clients who want to run a marathon. They've never ran before and they want to do that. See, that's a totally different aspect mm-hmm. because then as the adaptation of your body in reference to that thought, that matter that, that you have thought and focused on because you've already said, hey, I've formed this image of life in my mind. I'm going to express that. Then we're working towards you accomplishing that. 
The byproduct is weight sh- sh- comes off. The byproduct is you get stronger. The byproduct is you get faster. The byproduct is you get, you know, you have happier, you have better sleep. You see how that equation works? Yes. Love it. Yes. I love so, talking to you guys. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love it too. So as we close, Darnell, tell us uh, if somebody wants to follow you or look you up, is there a place where they can go? Yes. Two things. Um, feel free to go to Instagram, change.over.comfort. You can find me with that handle or uh, feel free to go to my website. It's now N-O-W fitness, the number four and the letter U dot fit. So don't put in net, don't put in com, it's dot fit or you won't get anything. It'll go to some weird, strange website. So feel free and even feel free to give me a call or a text 980-202-0390. I take calls. It's funny. Uh, I love when I get calls that it's not intended for me. And Rick, and Rick you know this, that I will talk to anybody. Five folks who call. They're like, Very true. I'm trying to reach Sharon. And I'm like, no, oh, it's not Sharon. You know, I'm Coach D. You know, how are you doing? And, like, oh. and I've had great conversations with people from Wisconsin, from Canada, from wherever. I'm like, you know, I don't care. I've actually got one. I made a good friend because uh, they were having a bad day. And that's why they were trying to reach. I don't remember who it was, but it was some young lady they were trying to reach. And I said, I don't know her. But I said, is there anything I can do to help? Oh. And they opened up and we talked and I was like, hey, I'm willing to listen. And we, we had a whole conversation. So hey, feel free to give me a call or text. Love it. Uh, awesome, man. That, that is awesome. So, so Darnell, as Rick said, it's been a, a pleasure talking with you today. And I love everything that you said. If, mm-hmm. you, if you wanted to leave our listeners with just one thought and, and make it good, what, what's, the, <laughs> what's the one thought no pressure. that you would like to, to have everybody leave this episode with today? That's easy. All things come to those who are grateful. Be mm. grateful. Start your whole day off with gratitude. Wow. That's it. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. I love that one. That's awesome. <laughs> well, this has been an awesome bonus episode for our summer fitness series. We're so glad that you were able to join us, Darnell. Rick, Will, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, this has been a highlight of my day. Well, you've made our day too. And I think you've made our listeners day. Yes, absolutely. We know that they'll be thinking about a lot of the things you said this episode. So for now, you've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Rick Johns and Dr. Will Johns and our special guest, Darnell Allen. Thanks for joining us for this bonus episode in our summer fitness series. This concludes our summer fitness series, and that is all we have. We don't have any more bonus episodes coming up until we start a new series in the fall as we begin to look at the Enneagram. And this is a powerful tool that you can use to understand yourself and others better. And uh, we're gonna be very excited to bring you that series coming sometime this fall. In the meantime, Remember that you can check out some spiritual thoughts on mysoulcare.net. You can also find all of the episodes of the Best Thoughts podcast conveniently in one place at mysoulcare.net. Thanks again for joining us.